Hello and welcome to Trainer's Voice, brought to you by Guardian Angel Equine Services. This podcast was created for the busy equestrian in mind for on-the-go chat and learning. My goal as a horse trainer is to help improve horses' lives and performance by educating and helping their owners. These episodes are my opinions based on my knowledge from research and experience. Feel free to ask any questions. All my links will be in the show notes. So let's get into today's video or episode, my bad. Hello and welcome back. Today I want to kind of to talk to some uh, to talk to you all about something that's kind of been on my mind here lately because I have been looking and thinking of ways to really grow my business and you know I've been thinking a lot about uh, you know buying land hopefully end of next year or the year after and really starting to establish who I am in the equestrian world. Me being me, I'm super small. No one knows who I am, what I do. To some, I may be a joke. To others, uh, they may think that I'll do incredible things once I get um, a, a bigger name. But, you know, it is what it is. And while I've been on this journey of creating my own business and really finding out who I want to be as a horse trainer, I've really come to think and learn more about myself and others and learning more about um, equine behavior and really researching that and getting into that has made a lot stand out, not only for the horses, but as far as people I interact with and their thoughts and feelings of just different things. And, you know, I've heard a lot, and a lot of people say this little this little saying, and it's it's a little saying, but you hear it a lot, and people will say something, they'll make a statement, they'll say something they've done, you know, whether it's something they are proud of or not proud of, people will do this little saying, and it's, you do you, you do you, and to a lot of people, it's just simple, sweet, whatever, you know, no judgment here, you go do you. And I'm, I'm someone who says it, you know, I've said it a lot. And you know, I've never really put a whole lot of thought into it. But you know, basically, it just means you do you, you go be who you are. And in my head, you know, for something so short and sweet, really does have a big impact if you sit and think about it. You are you. You are not someone else. And I'm someone who struggles with wanting to be someone else. And I think a lot of people struggle with that more times than they would like to admit. Um, and some people struggle struggle with it, not even actually understanding that they're struggling, that they want to be someone else. But you can't be someone else. It doesn't matter how much money you put into trying to do your best to make you look like who you want to be or this image in your head. If you have, I see a lot of people who follow Fallon Taylor and I'm only using Fallon Taylor as a, as an example, because I see it a lot in her, her circle of famousness. It happens to a lot of famous people and it happens to, people not knowing they're doing it or people um, who is being idolized, they don't know everyone that is doing it. And I've seen a lot of people 
and it could, and a lot of them are just small people who follow Fallon or who will follow someone else of significant, of being famous. And uh, they alter, they take this idol, they idolize this person, and they take everything that they follow, they take it in, they soak it in, they love them so much that they start to change their appearance, the way they speak, the way they think, into the person they are idolizing. And while it does not seem hurtful, at all. You know, what's the big deal? You know, you're starting to look like someone else. You're starting to act like someone else. You know, it's not really that big of a deal, right? If you're happy and that's what you want to do. No, it's really not that big of a deal, but you're also molding yourself into someone else. And I know a lot of people may be like, well, not really. I mean, if the person's happy, why is that a problem? And it's not that it's a problem. I feel like people really need to be who they are. They really need to soak that up. I'll go on and I'll watch YouTube videos. And of course, I'm more in the barrel industry than anything. So I see a lot of people who idolize certain barrel racers, Fallon, um, uh, Brittany, Brittany Posey, Tenozi, you know, Brittany, uh, not Brittany, uh, you know, several barrel racers. You know, I see these people who idolize these barrel racers. They ride like them. They talk like them. They look like them. By looking like them, I mean they do the same makeup they do if they wear makeup. Um, you know, they, they do a lot. They follow those people's footsteps because they want to be where they are. They want to be those people. And I feel like when you start comparing yourself and you start thinking you want to be there, you want to be them, it really starts to take away that you being you. You do you. You don't do her, if that makes sense. And I know a lot of people will be like, well, I'm happy if I look like this person. I'm happy if I want to be this person. And I feel like more times than not, people will put it off that they are happy in that state. And I feel like they do not want to admit that they're not. You may change a lifestyle. You may eat better. You may feel like you look better. You may change a lifestyle. Do your makeup differently, you know. But the thing that you run into is it's not just changing a lifestyle all the time that creates the problem. You're doing that same makeup style all the time. You're a little obsessed with it. And that lifestyle of eating better turns into really obsessing over, well, she's eating this, she's eating that, or really obsessing over things. And to me, obsessing over things is not always a healthy thing mentally. I get where people, you know, uh, you're horse obsessed. Uh, to me, obsessed is not, it's not a very good word. You know, when you obsess over something, yeah, you have a lot of drive, 
you obsess over it, you want to eat, breathe, and live that thing. But I feel like a lot of the times when you're obsessed with something, it turns into being mentally unhealthy with something. Instead of just having the drive, having that want, you know, that hunger. To me, that's not obsessing over something. That is, you've got a goal and you're going to reach it. Versus obsessing, I view as like you are going to nitty gritty every single thing this person or thing is or does. You eat, breathe, and live exactly what that is or do. You know, I hope all that makes sense. So, more often than not, I see a lot of people, they don't do what they do. They do what someone else does. And I get, you know, yeah, you may learn a new hairstyle or look or fashion from someone and you may, you may like it and you may do it, but there's a difference in learning it and doing it and changing it every now and then. So like I, um, I'll use this as an example. I had an idol growing up. She's actually my cousin. She's the one who got me into barrel racing, loving the zebra print. Like, I absolutely adore and love this woman. To this day, she is my idol. I love her. And to her, her lifestyle right now at this moment is not something she probably thinks is something to look up to. But I promise you, it really is. She is an amazing woman, and now she does not really see it, but I do. And she is strong, and she has come through a lot of things. And for that, she has turned into my idol, not from barrel racing alone, but being a very strong-willed woman and doing what she wants to do and not holding back and thinking of her children. You know, she is a woman I would love to be. Now, getting to this part, she got me into zebra print. And this is where the obsessing comes in. So, you know, growing up, I've watched her barrel race, loved her, loved her horses, watched everything she did. As a kid, it is super natural um, to... And not only kid, but even teenagers, you know, until you actually like really even get out of high school, until you get out of high school, that's really when your life changes. When you graduate and you realize, well, crap, I got to do all this on my own. I've got to do this. I got to do that. You really start being you for the most part. But all the way up through high school, you know, you find these idols, you find people and you take what they do and you love it and you obsess over it, and you want to be like them. It is natural. That is natural for people to really want to do that, to really idolize people and obsess over certain trends or people or things. And I'm not saying that it's wrong. And I'm and like I said, supernatural in high school for people to do that, or m- middle school, whatever grade, you know, whatever. Um. You see something, it's fabulous, you want to do it. So she introduced me to zebra print when I was really young. She loved zebra print. I think she still does. 
And, you know, I don't know what it was that really connected me with zebra print. I don't know if it was just the fact that she loved it. I'm pretty sure that's really what it was, was that that was something she loved and really had like a small theme going on. And I took it and I ran with it. I obsessed over it. At one point, if you go back into my YouTube videos, you will see that every single thing Jake has is zebra print. Even to this day, we have a crap ton of zebra print. I obsessed over it. I wanted everything zebra print. That is mentally not healthy to obsess over something that you don't change things up. You don't have a, a lookout for something else. You don't open your eyes to other options. You literally get tunnel vision with that thing you're obsessing over. I mean, I've got pictures like my saddle is zebra, my saddle pad is zebra, my cinch and latigo is zebra, my reins, my bridle. Um, I'm pretty sure I even had bit guards that were zebra. I have a sheet, a head, or a head, a hood, and a tail bag that is zebra. I have a half sheet that is zebra, or a warm-up sheet, whatever the English people call them. Uh, I have all this crap that's zebra. Like, I have a crap ton of stuff that's zebra. And I'm huge into themes. I love themes. But what really settled me down was realizing that there are other themes that I really like. And I really didn't hit that until I graduated high school realizing, you know, that I can buy what I want to buy and I can, I can do other themes. And I really didn't actually take this on. So then I started, you know, I got my English saddle and now Jake's theme for English is Johnny Cash, the man in black. So I have a ton of black stuff, but it goes from obsessing to me being me. I found out not only do I just love zebra, but I love themes. So instead of obsessing over zebra, I love themes. So I went from having all zebra to my Western tack zebra. My English tack is all Johnny Cash. Um, Betton is going to have a different set. And I have rustled around with ideas of themes on what I want to do with him and I think I've saddled on, uh, saddled, <laughs> settled on, um, I don't know what exactly, I'm going to, I think I'm going to call it a uh, gambler, his gambler theme, because it's going to be, his name is spelt bet on, because you're going to be able to bet on him, hopefully, that's my goal, I did not <laughs> intend to uh, do that, but you know, it worked out, so it's fate, it's all going to be great. But his theme is going to be, I'm probably just going to call it Gambler. He's going to be a gambler. And uh, it's going to be uh, the cards, Ace of Spades, um, Hearts, uh, you know, the clubs, all those. And then if I can find things. Uh, so Professional Choice has a theme called Poker. And that's really what I'm looking at. It's got a four-leaf clover. It's got poker chips. It has cards. Um, and I really like that whole setup. So that's probably what we're going to really aim to see and be for betting. And so I went from an obsessed state of mind to being kind of unhealthy, narrow minded to opening my eyes and learning and seeing and doing more. So something that went from wanting to be 
like my idol to me being me. I did me and I got more stuff. I have a better view. I'm happy with what I have, you know, things like that. So I hope all this point is getting across as far as, you know, what I, what I'm trying to get through to y'all. I just see a lot of people not being who they really are, which also leads me into the fact of, um, honestly, it made me dig a little bit deeper instead of just scratching the surface. It made me dig a little bit deeper as far as you do you, but also know who you are. Don't forget who you are. Don't look at who you want to be. People want to change things. People want to be skinnier. People want to be more active or uh, be more fit. People want, you know, there's smaller things that people really want to do with themselves as far as um, what they want to do with their life. And those aren't things that I'm really talking about at this point, you know, people, and there's definitely a wide range of people who will do, they say they want to lose weight. They say that they want to meet a weight goal and they want to look a certain way. To me, that's not a big deal. However, I feel like a majority of people say that and never actually reach that goal, which to me is another unhealthy state of mind as well. That's always creating an unhealthy mindset and then creates a goal that you think you will never reach. But that's a whole different, um, that's a whole different podcast. So anyway, so those things are not something that I'm talking about right now. Things like changing your face, getting, getting cosmetic surgery, you know, extreme types of things are unhealthy. And I don't mean that in a sense of like, if you're super unhappy with your nose, you're super unhappy with your nose and you want surgery to fix it and make it look more appealing to you. You know, you're doing it for you. You're not doing it for someone else. And it's not a huge, huge change. You know, you do you. So for this second half, we're going to pause this. I got something I got to do real fast, and then we will get back to um, the second half of Be Who You Are and really get into that part. So the other part of Be Who You Are is recognizing who you are, where you come from, and why you do what you do. Like, be who you are. I see a lot of the times people are trying to be someone that they're not. They're expecting to get the same outcome of someone that they are not. And to me, it kind of drives me crazy when... So, for example... um, Let's say um there's me and then there is another girl that I know about my age I think she's actually a year older than me and the thing is 
you have two different people with the same goal, but were raised in different ways. So, me, I was not raised in a horse wealthy family, we'll just say. I was born with the love of horses, yes. Um, my mom and my dad both grew up with horses, but neither had their own facility, their own horses at home specifically. Um, my mom had horses. Uh, she rode in a roundup club, things like that. But I feel like I think middle school or high schoolish is when she stopped and never really had the dream of having her own facility. So um, my dad, he, I don't know that he ever had his own horses, but he did grow up riding with horses in his family, things like that. So I was not born into um, a ranch already. Um, I was not born with parents who had horses or the know-how to actually train horses. Um, but uh, we'll just say person A, she was born, her father trained horses uh, as part-time job, um, knows pretty well about horses. She, when she was born, they already had horses on the property. They had their own facilities, things like that. Um, her father also rodeoed. So the lay of the land, she pretty much already knew as far as, you know, he had, she had his guidance of helping her get farther quicker, if that makes sense. Me, not so much. Now, this is no way and at any point am I ever actually like complaining of my upbringing or complaining that she had it easier in some cases or not because that's not that's not always true. What may look that somebody had an easier life to you may have had it harder in different areas if that makes sense. So that this is just an example um because i know this girl and we're friends we love each other to death we're like best friends um and so we i'm no way hating her in any sense of that um so um the point i'm trying to make is i need to be who i am I cannot expect to be someone I'm not and get those same results. So if I was to push myself and try to be her and compare myself to her, I'm not being who I am. Who I am is a person that was not born already with a head start, so to say. And I'm not saying that's always the easiest way to go either. I'm not saying that everyone who's already, who is born already with this setup already has a head start. You know, I know a lot of people who are born into the Western way of life and they actually get out of it and they no longer 
want to be in that lifestyle. So, you know, everybody's different. This is just an example. So, I am this person who was not born with this head start, who was not born with parents who could push me along faster, who already knew how entry fees went, who already knew how associations work, and who already knew how the point systems work and things like that. I, I was not born with that, you know. Knowing those things already, having people to guide you with that already gets you somewhere a little bit quicker if you're willing to get where you're wanting to go. So yeah, didn't get that. That's okay. You know, I just have to be who I am. I have to accept I didn't get that. So I can't sit there and pity myself for having something that I didn't get. I can't change that. I can't change what family I was born into. But what I can change is what I can do for me. So I can do a couple different things. You always have options as far as that goes. You can find a mentor. You can find a friend. Um, you can find a friend, or in my case, I befriended her, and that's originally how we met was I was needing help. And, you know, you can find friends like that who can help you, who's not going to criticize you for what you ultimately feel like is not fair, I guess. Um, so anyway, um, I do, however, you know, there different people have different traits. So maybe this person was born with a head start, but they're not as outgoing with asking for help, asking questions, you know, as to where me, because I was born without a head start, I have to be more willing to ask for help, ask those questions. So, you know, everybody has different things with different, different reasons, things like that. That means I have to be who I am. I can't, I, I can't pretend to be someone I'm not wanting to be born into a family that already has this setup. And then try to make it that way. Because i that's not what I got. There's no point in sitting there wishing I had something I don't. Or had something I, I didn't, in this case. And sit there and pity about it. You have to be who you are. Take what you were given. Or as I was... When I first met my boyfriend, I was told, he, this was like one of his favorite things to tell me, was you have to deal the cards you were dealt. And it's true. It really is true. I used to get so mad when he would tell me that because I was like, but I don't want these cards. I don't. These cards are crappy. I don't want them. You know, it's not fair. It doesn't matter if the world's fair or not because the world's not fair. It's not fair to you. It's not fair to me. It's not fair to the person you want to be. It's not fair to that person you idolize. The world is not fair. But those were the cards you were dealt, and that's what you have to deal, you know? That's how it is. It doesn't matter if you didn't want those cards. Those were the cards you got, regardless. 
And for a long time, you know, it took me a while to see that. And it upset me a lot because that's not the cards I wanted. But those were the cards I had. And once I finally figured out I had to be the person I am and deal the cards I got is when I actually started going a little bit farther. Unfortunately, I keep getting dealt a shitty hand, but, you know, it is what it is. And I no longer look at my cards and be like, I don't want these cards. I look at them. I say, okay, this is what I got, and this is what I'm going to do step by step or hand by hand. You know, that's just how it is, and that's how we're going to do it. So, once I realized that, things started making a little more sense. I stopped wishing that I was this next person. I stopped wishing I had the help they had. I stopped wishing that I was this person in my class or this person in that class or all this other crap. When I stopped wishing for that and I started looking at who I am and what I was given, I started doing a whole lot more for myself and doing a whole lot better with what I was given. I haven't gotten very far. I haven't gotten as far. For someone who you may know, I kind of compare myself most And this isn't comparing as, oh, I wish I was this person. This is comparing as, I feel like we have mostly kind of the same type of situation, same scenario, same, you know, roundabout mindset. Um, It's Shelby Dennis with Milestone Equestrian. I absolutely love her. I watch her. I follow her on everything. And I feel like if everybody I have seen on YouTube, we are kind of similar in more ways than not, I feel like. I've never actually had a conversation with Shelby. I'd absolutely love to one day. But I feel like she was kind of, I mean, ultimately, she is an idol I have that I would like to be like. I want to be my own me, But she's doing what I want to do. She has her own successful training business right now. And I do envy her for that because we're the same age. I think we're the same age. She may be a year older than me. Uh, Maybe. I'm 24. So I don't know. I think she's 25. Maybe. Um, She went to college for or is going to college for a whole bunch of horse crap. Wish I could have done it. But, you know, I don't got the book smarts or the money to go to college. But she's doing it. She's making it work. I'm not, I'm, I have come to terms with, I know I am not her. I have my cards. She has her cards and she's dealing them a hell of a lot better than I am, whether her cards are crappier than mine or not. That's just how it is. I don't know what her cards are, but she sure as hell dealing them out better than what I've got or what I can. So that's just how it is. And that's how we make it work. So she, I think the upbringing is kind of similar. And for the most part, anyway. And sorry, I'm trying to back my trailer and I can't back and think at the same time.
Um, so anyway, I think our upbringing was somewhat similar. Um, she has made a life for herself. She is, seems to be pretty successful doing her own training business. She's not, I don't think that she actually has a full-time job for someone else. Um, I think she's working for herself, making somewhat of a living. Um, but again, you know, I, I don't actually know, um, what she's got going on. And, you know, that's kind of where I wish I was at right now, but that's not the cards I was dealt. So... I do have a full-time job for someone else. You know, that's kind of how it is. And, you know, we live in different places in the world. Some things are easier than others here. Some things are easier than others there. You know, it's just how it is. And, you know, I see a lot of people just looking at other people going, ah, oh, I wish I had that, or I wish I could do that, or I wish I had that opportunity, this opportunity. You know, I did a YouTube video a long time ago. I don't know if it's still up or not. I went through and deleted a lot of videos not too long ago. And it was about opportunities. And uh, I talked about Shelby in that video too. Talking about the opportunities she had that I didn't. And it was more so less just envying her life. But since then is when I really realized the cards that I was dealt and I don't envy her life so much more now. I respect her and the amount of work that she's put in for herself and where she has gotten. And I'm proud of her for that. I don't know her. I don't know her. But I'm proud of her and I respect her. And, you know, since that video, I talked a lot about opportunities and how opportunities make a huge difference in life, whether you want to admit it or not. And they do. I'm not saying that they don't. They do. They make opportunities and who gets what opportunity has a huge impact on that person's life. And I met someone once. They had a huge opportunity and why the hell they didn't go with it as far as they want. I saw the opportunity and if I was given that opportunity in my head, I was thinking I would be a lot farther than I am now. And while that may be true... That was not the card that I was dealt. I didn't have a whole lot of opportunities. I still don't have a whole lot of opportunities. But you know what? It's okay. I've got my cards. I'm dealing them one by one. And we're making it work. So I hope all this podcast makes sense. And I kind of hope it helps you. And or open your eyes a little bit as far as rethinking your life. Not thinking back and going, well, you know, think back on yourself. But just, for me, once I took a step back, took a look at my life, took a look at where I want to be in a couple years or five years or ten years, and looked at what I needed to do to get there, and then I took a step back and looked at who I am and the cards I was dealt, is really when I started playing hands and really started getting there. And I couldn't be more happier with my life right now. Is it where I want to be? No, it's not where I want to be or end up. But it's better than it was last year or the year before. And I'm, I'm proud of myself for that.
So I hope y'all find a little bit of clarity in this, and uh, I hope y'all take a step back and just kind of figure out what it is with your life and hope that it helps you. So this is just kind of a reminder, you do you, and I hope it's a successful you.